You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has closed its doors for the final day of the week, and so it's time for the opening. And with me this morning is Nick Kunza from Sandan Private Wealth. And Nick, last night we had, or rather yesterday afternoon, we had the U.S. Initial jobs claims data, which has become a fascination for market participants recently. Yesterday, 2.981 million new people in the United States of America, the biggest economy in the world, filed for unemployment. And of course, the market then sold off nearly 2%, following up the 2% fall the day before and the 2% fall the day before that. And then I may have nodded off for a half an hour or so and I woke up and the market was up on the day. What was that all about? Lindsay, good morning. Yeah, I mean, they're calling it, uh, you know, we call it Turnaround Tuesday. Yesterday was a Turnaround Thursday. I mean, the Dow Jones, as you said, I mean, it staged its, its biggest turnaround in about two months. Um, you know, the, the <laughs> you know, quite frankly, last time we did something like this, I think, was back at the end of March. Mm. Um, but, I mean, really, it's quite extraordinary. I mean, for one stage, uh, the Dow was down about 460 points, closed up 377, mm. um, almost a thousand point swing. Um, that is not the norm. It's, it's, we sort of had the volatility settling over the last couple of sessions, it felt like, but yesterday back with a vengeance. And yes, and that on the back of uh, an extraordinary, once again, that horror show, as we now know, is the weekly jobless, uh, coming out with, with a terrible, terrible set of numbers. I mean, 2.98 million Americans filing for unemployment, uh, taking that total to 36 million in eight weeks. And I just want to point out for listeners how upside down this world is, because in the last eight weeks since America has lost 36 million, the American market, the NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, is actually up about 38% of the same period. So you guys thought it was difficult to understand what's going on. I mean, that just sums it up there. It's a very confusing market out there. I sort of do understand because people are looking for a safe haven and they think, well, you can't go wrong because people are getting stuff delivered to them because they're in self-isolation and everything. But I, I think that that is going to – I've got the impression, having spoken to a particular fund manager yesterday, that that might be starting to look a little bit tenuous. I mean, the link between mm. uh, the, the Nasdaq's rise and – and uh, the reality of the world, but but anyway, go with it at the moment because the trend is your friend. Let's yeah. have a look at. Um, but there's no. Sorry, go on. Sorry, just on that on that conversation. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Some companies will benefit massively from the environment we currently in on, on a global scale. So you just take a look at Zoom, and we've spoken about this a few times. I mean, Zoom is up 140 uh, percent so far year to date. Mm. That's your your at home video conferencing. That I perfectly understand. That I use it every single day, three times a day, uh, and I'm sure I'm one of of millions that do it. Um, but on the other side of the scale, the likes of Amazon, which is which has driven the NASDAQ higher, you know, ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, Lindsay, you know, that, that is a consumer at the end of that keyboard. And with these job losses in America, now almost one third of working Americans losing their jobs, you know, how many more people are buying? So as I, I, I'm kind of leaning more to what you're saying now that uh, in, in that it is, I think, the enthusiasm and the idea that this NASDAQ is bulletproof. Um, is starting to wane a little bit, which I think probably ties in with your conversation yesterday. Try and find a bearish NASDAQ ETF, in other words, a short NASDAQ ETF. The one that uh, my um, interviewee was talking about has only got mm. uh, a pool of, of $20 million, so it's got no liquidity, so his funds can't use it. Uh, but if you look at the, the bullish NASDAQ ETFs, I think they come to some absurd amount of money uh, in, in the billions. So, yeah, it's all, all skewed, mm. which tells me that perhaps, even though it's maybe a little bit early, perhaps things are about to reverse trend. Let's have a look at the Stock Exchange yeah. news service this morning, uh, Nick, because this 
This morning we have Diskem, voluntary announcement relating to the acquisition of Baby City. That's, I don't know, Baby City. So that rather gaudy shop for people that have just had babies. But anyway, Diskem up um, three and two thirds percent. Um, Richemont. Compagnie Financière Richemont SA came out with its numbers today. Results for the year ended March the 31st. Interesting one, down 2% at the moment. Mm. Yeah, we we watched this one quite closely. I had a lot of clients involved in this, and, and I've been sort of fighting with, with a lot of them, saying, you know, I just can't see after COVID-19 or, you know, we start getting out and about. I, I just cannot see that uh, that consumers are going out there and buy the first thing they're going to do is buy a Cartier watch. I just yes. I can't see that happening. Um, yeah, and I, I wasn't overly impressed with numbers. Um, I thought they were, you know, the stock is not cheap. It's trading at a 20 PE, <clears throat> very exposed to China and Hong Kong, as we all know. Um, I don't see that recovering massively. Uh, but in general, I thought it was a, a very average uh, sort of trading update. And I don't think we've seen the full lockdown on this. They are quite, they are, a little bit spoiled in the fact they do have quite a bit of cash in their balance sheet. They might be offering them a little bit of leeway. But uh, in this current environment, Lindsay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a seller of Richemont at these levels. I really am. What do you do as a multimillionaire? And you, you want a watch because uh, people like watches for some extraordinary reason. Um, mm-hmm. You buy a watch uh, and you want to go out with it, but you can't go out at the moment. So I would have thought that people are not going to buy a watch until they can go out and show it off. And they're not going to sit down and, and watch it themselves and say, look, oh, that's a nice Cartier. <laughs> That's very, very pretty, darling. Look at my, look at my. Cartier. I mean, you touch, you touch on something exactly what someone spoke about. Cartier watches. The average high net worth individual in Hong Kong owns six Cartier watches on that's, average. Six watches. That's stupid. Yeah. But it reminds me of a, a quote that I saw last week. Lamborghini and Fiat. You know, they came out of their Fiat came out of the earnings uh, last week. I think it was. <laughs> One of the quotes from the CEO of Lamborghini when he was speaking on Zoom, and I think someone posted as the quote of the year, he said, um, his clients don't really have liquidity problems at the moment. <laughs> I'm, sure, really. I'm sure they don't. Anyway. Actually, there was a great story talking about Lamborghini, which we won't dwell upon, but um, there was a kid that was caught driving along a highway between Utah and California last week. He was five years old. He's, he's, I don't know if you saw the story. He's so obsessed with cars that he jumped into his mother's SUV with $3 in his pocket to drive to California no. to a Lamborghini dealership <laughs> because he wanted to buy a Lamborghini because his mother said, no, you can't have a Lamborghini. <laughs> and the, the, the police pulled him over and he couldn't even see over the wheel. But anyway, it just shows you <laughs> the power of luxury goods. Uh, Spa Group, trading update and trading statement. Their results out next week. What did you make of those? The market doesn't seem oh. to make much of them. No, and and geez, I had so many conversations. I think we we're chatting with David about this specifically last night because I said my phone's been ringing, and all of a sudden, everyone in in in, in my neck of the woods wants to buy spa shares today. Right. Um, and I heard the whole story of how uh, you know they they're not governed by one size fits all, like a pick and pay. They're more sort of customized to your neighbourhoods. They the franchisee has more say over it than than the, than the big daddy offers. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I thought they were, they were in line. I mean, earnings per share down between uh, twenty and thirty percent. I think it's similar to what we've seen with the other retailers. And I think this one's probably. I think this one's probably taken its pain already. I mean, given what the share price is up half a percent, but you know, this is this has been dragged a little bit low. Not as much, quite frankly, as the likes of Shoprite and, and Pick and Pay. But I think this one is one of those ones, Lindsay. That uh, I think it's in the price already. Distel Group Holdings Limited uh, COVID-19 update and trading statement that came out at 9 o'clock this morning. It says the following. 
the COVID-19 pandemic and in particular the South, Africa's, uh, South African government's restrictions on the trading of alcoholic beverages has had a significant impact on the trading of the group over the past six weeks since the start of the lockdown on the 26th of March of this year. Uh, the group is acting in accordance with a comprehensive plan of action to mitigate the risks associated with the pandemic alongside a complementary team dedicated to medium-term scenarios, etc., etc. In other words, they're not selling any booze and they're suffering, but it seems to have been in the price. It does. This one's a little bit closer to home, not the fact because I like the drinking, but uh, the fact that this was my stock pick for the sun. I'm, uh, the start of this year, we had a stock pick for amongst all the brokers, a bit of fun, we'll put in a grand each, and, and the winner took all at the end of December. And of How course, you doing, COVID-19 man? came. Yeah. <laughs> How am I doing? Well, I bought this at 134 and it's 78, so you tell me how I'm doing. I think I'm, I'm not bottom of the list. That's loads of time. close to the bottom. <laughs> um, no, I, this, this is an interesting company, and as I said, it's quite close to home. I do like the share. I've had a couple of pitches on them from various analysts who, who talk about uh, they've got quite a nice entry into – they're not in beer at all. They're specifically liquor. And they're quite big. Most uh, people in South Africa will, will know them from their Savannah brand as well, yeah. um, which is the cider. Yeah, it's, so quite, it's quite strong. A, it's, I think it's a 6%, isn't it, compared yeah, to the black so label, which is 55 Yeah, yeah so it's quite, a, it's quite an interesting locally run success story. But, I mean, you know, what, you know, battling, I mean, talk about swimming upstream, Lindsay. I mean, this is one of the few industries which, is, which remain shut uh, and no – no sort of light in the tunnel within a Saifka environment when they can open up again. So, I, I, you know, the numbers are they are in the price, as you said. But to, until we get guidance from the administration in Saifka when we can start selling alcohol again, uh, I'll, I'll probably stay away from this for now. Okay. The dollar rand is 18.42. The British pound against the rand is 22.49. And the euro rand is 19.92 with the euro dollar 108.10. That is not budging at all, that thing. Um, Dow Jones last night, having been down nearly 2%, closed up 1.6% or 377 points. And the S&P was up 1.1% and the Nasdaq was a 0.9% winner with the Dow futures this morning up about a third of a percent. And let's have a look at the latest on the S&P futures. Uh, also up 0.3%, uh, just momentum, I think, uh, from what happened last night. Now, in the Far East this morning, uh, Tokyo uh, closed up 0.6%, Shanghai flat, Hang Sang, let's call it flat to slightly lower, and in Australia, the all share was up 1.4%. Um, the gold price is doing very well indeed, thank you very much. 1738, mm. up 0.4%. Uh, platinum is up $5 an ounce, or two-thirds of a percent to 777 uh, and palladium is what, Nick? Uh, palladium is currently, it's, uh, let's call it flat, down $4, uh, $1,840 per ounce. And let me go to oilprice.com and get my oil price charts. And WTI up, cracky, look at this thing. It's up 4% to $28.67. Mm. Brent crude oil is up 4.2% to $32.44. Look at these things. These are relentless. They that must be cool. overbought, surely. <clears throat> Yeah, they're getting there. The commodities are running very strong. I mean, interestingly enough, we had um, there was some oil inventory numbers out on the Wednesday night, which is a weekly number, and they actually showed a drop of two million in the storage capacities in Cushing, which we know is where West Texas is stored. So that's yeah. that's positive for West Texas. And then this morning we didn't touch on it, but there were quite interesting numbers out of out of uh, China, China this morning, yes. early hours. Mm. Yeah, official data showing that. Um, China's economy, I guess it's slowly starting to improve. It's had its first sort of a 
positive print for industrial output. That was last month. Retail sales as well was a little bit better. So I think that's a, I guess we maybe we're seeing what things will be like as we get through the start of this. So obviously China are a good few months ahead of the rest of the world. But they certainly look like they're sort of building a little bit of a base there and uh, those positive numbers. But the the one for me, as you said, I mean, really strong um, uh, commodity numbers. I mean, all the miners in, in Australia this morning were up hugely. Iron ore was up almost 3% on the Italian exchange. So real commodity story this morning. And it's not even the weaker dollar either. No, it's, uh, it's the... The, the China numbers are mixed because the retail sales were, mm. were horrible, uh, but the manufacturing yeah. production was, was, was pretty strong. So there's two sides yeah, there. But you, know, but you know the environment, Lindsay, when you, when you see this, when people sort of skew all the, all, the, all the move to the good news and ignore the bad news, you know, that's kind of the environment I think we're currently now, which explains maybe where well, the S&Ps are having another good session because they were down um, when I walked in this morning. Uh, just something that's just flashed across my uh, my inbox. We're back, it says. This is takealook.com. It says, mm. um, shop anything you can imagine today. Get large appliances. <laughs> there we go. And, and, and so on. So there was obviously uh, something for Mr. Yeah, Lama the other day. The first thing I'm going to do in lockdown is buy a fridge, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to buy a sofa. I'm going to buy a fridge. Yeah. I'm going to buy a, you know, mm. a weed eater. All those things. Exactly what I need. It says here, shop millions of products from 28 departments, all from the safety of your own own home get tvs gaming consoles and toys <laughs> fitness gear appliances and so much more delivered straight to your home with safe contactless delivery or choose to collect uh, etc at your take a lot to pick up points well done they must be i mean that, that that's good i wonder if people will take up this offer that has just flashed no i think screen. so you think so? no i do i think yeah, I think there's there's mixed views from uh, the speech we heard from from our prayers the other night um on wednesday but but the one takeaway, pardon the pun, uh, take a lot, but the one takeaway we did have was the next morning, there was quite a bit of obviously reversals and some stern words said, because the first thing they did was put a red pen straight through Mr. Impel's ridiculous uh, COVID-19 uh, shopping list that he had set up. I and mean, it was actually farcical. But someone obviously saw the sense, put a red pen through it. The first thing they did is said, uh, as of yesterday morning, as you see in your inbox this morning, e-commerce available. There's no restrictions besides alcohol and tobacco. Uh, we open for business. <clears throat> and and, uh, and uh, quite frankly, I think it's long overdue, Lindsay. I mean, at the start of the, the chat, we're talking about NASDAQ mm. and about e-commerce. I mean, the fact that South Africa didn't have e-commerce um, has probably cost them a lot in lost revenue in the last 50 days. Uh, but anyway, and better late than never. So we're stepping in the right direction this morning. So after you go there, people, go there, go buy your stuff. Take a look. Um, the South African 10-year mm-hmm. bond is 9.58.5 this morning, which has barely changed, but still incredible. That is um, from 13.5 to 9.5. Yes, I, I, I saw a headline is... this morning. Mm, go on. I saw a headline this morning. Sorry to interrupt, Lindsay. I was on uh, – it was either MoneyWeb or, or one of the, the, the local financial uh, websites mm. saying that a, a very well-respected UK-based hedge fund that specializes in emerging markets – had taken their biggest ever position in the last 10 years they've been around Good luck to them. On, um, on South African government bonds. Well, maybe they it's put like a third of their, their position there. So well, If they, if they started I mean, buying at 13 trader, plus, so. then they're going to make money. But uh, is, it, is it a long-term investment, a short-term investment? Is it an uh, interim foreign firm? I don't know. But you know, but you know what I think? You know, this, this, at least the sentiment that maybe people are seeing value, or as we've all said, you know, the carry trade within South Africa is, you know, certainly alive and well. 
And uh, look, I think the government must be must be, you know, Mr. Timonbawe, he must be licking his lips. Um, you know, getting a yield of under ten percent. Everyone was talking about twelves and thirteens. So, for at least a positive aspect for South Africa to um, to fund this massive COVID nineteen relief package, you know, this five hundred billion, and at least uh, at least at the moment they can certainly there's a demand for our bonds. And let's see. I think we, I think we should start keeping t- a tab of our shows actually to see how these these weekly auctions go. Because as long as there's demand, it bodes well. And I think that demand for those auctions starts slipping. It'll be quite a good sort of a forward indicator for us to see sentiment within South Africa. Okay, well, I'll leave that up to you on the auction front. But um, there's a, been a voluntary update for mm. the 10 months ended 30th of April from a company called Aspen, and it's been very well received. I just want to read you this. It says here, Aspen is experiencing an elevated demand for certain of its sterile brands in Europe. I don't know what that means. These products are of critical importance to the clinical management of patients infected with COVID-19. That's very interesting. An elevated demand for certain of its <laughs> sterile brands, and yeah. they link COVID nineteen. So, of course, it's going to get boosted. Interesting enough, um, Aspen is one of those ones you've been also keeping an eye on in in the fact that it's 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 big in the sort of respiratory generics and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, this is exactly the space they play. And you've actually noticed the stock. You know, you always always keep an eye on stocks that don't go down in down markets. So, the last couple of weeks, we've had the well, last couple of days. Market's been down a lot. Aspen's almost been unchanged. Some cases up. So there's no one selling the share. And funny enough, with its with its, I think it generates. I've got to check my numbers, but it is north of a billion rand sort of cash flow on a monthly basis that this particular stock generates. So it's quite recession proof in this environment. So I think this is one to watch. I, I really do. Um, okay. Look, it's popped. I mean, it was 100, 900 rand a month ago. I mean, it's up. We're up almost 30% already, but uh, definitely worth keeping on it. And I think a really good trading update, just showing that the current administration also. Um, and also quite what I liked about it, Lindsay, was I think if you read the small print, that was an update until April 2020, end yes. of April, 31st of April, yeah. which was great to see. I've seen, you know, we saw numbers coming. Everyone's going, ah, trading updates will fair. But it's like, well, it doesn't even tell the story. Exactly. It's not happened in the last three months. So I think kudos to them. Nice, nice numbers, nicely done. And Inflation is doing a good job with that business. Yes, excellent. Well done. And I've got uh, just written down Stephen Saad and uh, the name of his uh, PA, and I'm going to try and get him on the line. Uh, get, him the, on the, get him on the podcast. Yeah, let's get, yeah. uh, let's get uh, the, the, the Marquis de Saad on the line. Um, okay, uh, let's have a look at the big movers this morning after an hour of trading. We've been talking for ages, but I've got here... Uh, even though it's 15 minutes delayed. And we were talking about Nedcore yesterday, and they were down 6%. They're up 6% this mm. morning. Aspen up nearly 6%. <laughs> Standard Bank up nearly 6%. Impala Platinum 5.5% better. And MTN up 5.3%. Yeah. On the downside, Richemont, we've spoken about that, down 2.25%. Process down one5 taking a break after a really good week. South 32 down one point one. Fortress A down 0.8, going to nothing. And Naspers is down three quarters as well. So uh, Nedcore, Standard bank going well the banks fascinate me i was told by somebody yesterday it doesn't matter if they're uh, at a price to book of a historic uh, low level uh, they're still not a buy because south africa is bust now obviously <laughs> other people disagree with that this morning yeah that's what makes the market doesn't it Lindsay? but it, it's uh, these moves once again volatility you know kind of back with a vengeance i mean I don't know if uh, those who follow their stocks on a daily basis, as you said, I mean, we had 6% swings from day to day in, in the financials. And these are big companies. Right? These, are, these are the stalwarts of, of the sort of top 40. 
Uh, and even on, a, on on another scale, I mean, you obviously listeners can't see the graphs, but I mean, the, the rand this morning has had almost a it's almost had a thirty cent swing about three times from top to bottom since five o'clock. I mean, that's almost a two percent swing up and down, and it's not even uh, you know, it's just gone ten o'clock in the morning. So volatility is huge, but banks taking guidance from um, from I think a stronger rand, as you pointed out, big demand for uh, for our bonds currently at the moment. After one hour mm. of trading, give us the JSE indices, if you would. I would. Before we touch on to that, just uh, mm. just everyone be aware, there's, uh, there's a big data number out this afternoon at uh, 2.30. It's U.S. retail sales. Um, it's, it's quite a big one. Uh, retail sales basically had their biggest decline last month. That's uh, since they started tracking data back in 1992. Oh, yeah. uh, we're looking for an even bigger drop. So we're looking for retail sales to have tumbled to uh, about 12% in April. So bear in mind, uh, those who watch the U.S. market, this is a big print because uh, obviously 70% of U.S. GDP is made up of, of uh, the consumer. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, anyway, I digress. Let me uh, give you the, the closing the closing numbers. We have JSC Allshare currently bouncing back nicely after yesterday's drubbing. Uh, Allshare still not quite over 50,000. 49,803, up 1.41%. Uh, the top 40 currently up 1.42% or 650 points. 46,095. And if you drill down to in the indices, the leading is uh, energy index up 3.71%. That driven by the likes of Sassel having a good day. Basic materials up 3.7%. Healthcare, we spoke about Aspen, that index up 3.62%. And financials spoke about that too, that index up 3%. On the downside, technology a bit of a lag, down 1.9%. Uh, and consumer cyclicals currently down 0.95%. Nick Kunza is from Sunland Private Wealth. That was the opening. Nick will be back with me and maybe somebody else uh, later on for the 5 o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.